Hello and welcome to Strat News Global. I am Subrat Nanda and joining me is Tenzing Lekshe, spokesperson of the Central Tibetan Administration to discuss Chinese President Xi Jinping's first visit to Tibet in 10 years. Mr. Lekshe, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Subrat. What do you make of the timing of this visit? Suprat, if you go back, this year is the 70th year of the so-called peaceful liberation of Tibet. And this yeah. year also signifies China's 100th year of the existence of Communist Party. Yeah. So it's an important moment for China to tell the world that everything what happened for the past 70 years or in Tibet or in China for 100 years was in perfect line was doing great. So this moment, when Xi Jinping visits Tibet, he came to Tibet for celebrating the 70th year of the Chinese occupation, right? So for that one, it is very important for, right, for Xi Jinping to tell the world that 70 years of existence of Chinese regime in Tibet was a success story. Right, everything was good, everything was perfect. But unfortunately, he have to tell the world, well, he have to realize also that it was not perfect in Tibet. The conflict still remains. The issue still is burning. So therefore, it's a moment for the yeah. Chinese leaders to understand what is really happening inside Tibet. Why would he go to Ningchi first and then take a train to Lhasa? What's the messaging here? See, there are different messages now. Like when you look back to 2011, when he visited as the vice president, right? Yeah. He visited Lhasa, then Ninti and Shigatse. This time he visited Ninti and Lhasa. So in a way, Ninti is a very special place, right? It is next to India on the border yeah. town, in a border place, right? And there's so much of development going on in Ninti. You can name it. Like you have the airport over there. China has just recently started the railway line from Hassa to Ninti. So it's a place which could be the example for China's development in the border area. As we understand that China put so much of efforts right, in building infrastructures on the border areas right, for the sake of their security, as they said. Right? So therefore, Ninti could be one of the examples for them to tell the other border areas that you can also develop just like Ninti. Somehow, because of this ongoing India-China right, clashes on, yeah. the, on the borders, right, it could also signify great thing in sending the message to India also, which yeah. I believe, right, because he was also accompanied by the Chinese military commission also, right, Central yeah. Military Commission. The leaders from the Central Military Commission was also there with him on this visit. So it has some kind of say, indications that it sends a message to India. And why was the visit publicized only after it was over? See, this is not unusual. So uh, it seems like they have made so much preparation for this visit. Otherwise, yeah. when he visited Ninti, right, you cannot see all the carters lining up with all the colorful singing and all these things. Even in yeah. the streets, right, preparations were there. Right, we can understand that. But it was very secretive. It was very secretive, right? Because until he visited Lhasa, then only we understand that he visited. So that means that it was very secretive. But is a reason behind that. China 
even though they being so jubilant and saying that everything was good in Tibet, perfect in yeah. Tibet, under the grace of this Chinese leadership, and that that is the party, right? Yeah. He didn't mention about the Chinese government. He gave all the critics to the party for yeah. the for the policies we have implemented, which was success, right? And he also praised all the ethnic groups in Tibet. Yeah. He didn't even mention the Tibetan people. So yeah. therefore, in this visit, we can say that he tried to de-associate. He tried to alienate the Tibetan people from Tibet. He tried to uh, take away the ownership of Tibet from the Tibetan. Right? Therefore, we can say that this visit, even though it's a good opportunity for Xi Jinping to understand Tibet, but yeah. uh, it seems like he was more concerned with the party politics and the China's overall message of sending the Chinese dream by China's new socialism era, all these things. So yeah. therefore, it's a, now it's in the hand of Chinese leader to see what they are going to do in Tibet. Before Xi Jinping's visit, the Beijing appointed Panchen Lama toward Tibet and asked Tibetan Buddhists to adapt to Chinese conditions. Isn't that bizarre? See, it is bizarre. Obviously, they are hypothetical hypocrites also. Sometimes what they do is what they say is what they are not doing. They say so many things, but they don't do it. They do the opposite thing, right? Even in Rebung, see, the one main thing is the Communist Party do not believe in religion. And in 1956, when His Holiness visited Beijing and Lhasa, Mao Zedong himself told His Holiness that religion is poison. Yeah. Right. So they don't believe in religion. They are atheists. But now they are too much engrossed or they are too interested in the affairs of the religion by yeah. making Tibetan Buddhism as the Chinese characterizations. So therefore, their involvement, we can understand that their involvement in this, right, that their new involvement in this Buddhism and all these things is solely for the political reason, not because of their trust and faith and on the Tibetan religion, but for their own political need. So therefore, even if the Chinese picked Benjamin Lama, visited eastern part of Tibet, and he talked about all these things, right? And mainly he talked about, right, adopting the Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism into the Chinese characterizations. So if in case he was really a religious figure, yeah. right, if he really thinks about preservation of the Tibetan religion and the culture or the Buddhism, right, he shouldn't say, that Tibetan Buddhism should be adopted in the Chinese characterizations. Because he also should know that Tibetan Buddhism is not of the Chinese characterizations, rather it is more connected with India, the yeah. Indian Nalanda traditions, not of the Chinese characterizations. So therefore, everything has been done as for the political reason, not for in favor of preserving the Tibetan religion and culture. How do you see the Biden administration's approach to the Tibetan cause? I think it's very positive so far because he just took the leadership. And so far, when you look at Biden administration, America just recently, right, the deputy secretary from the State Department visited China. Yeah. And she raised about right, the Tibet issue. Yeah. Right? So the State Department is very much right, in terms with China. He's talking to Chinese leaderships. And share their concerns 
about the depriving human rights violations inside Tibet and yeah. Kyrgyzstan and Hong Kong and all these things. So there are many things which the American governments are doing. We feel positive about what they have been doing so far. And what do you make of uh, Prime Minister Modi wishing His Holiness a very happy birthday publicly? That's a very good news because His Holiness has been in India since 1959. More than 60 years His Holiness resides in India. His Holiness also says that he's a son of India. His mind and his body were all being developed by India, right? So getting a message, greetings from the Indian Prime Minister publicly also, he stresses publicly also. It's a, a good development for the, all the Tibetans. Tibetans all over, the, not just in India, everywhere, they appreciate the greetings which he offered to His Holiness. And His Holiness deserved that one as being a spiritual leader for the last 60 years. He's being the, the guest of India, right? And he cherished the moment where he tried to develop India's own position. So therefore, yeah. it's a welcome thing. And I believe that more and more Indian leaders will join Prime Minister Modi in not just greeting the Tibetan leaders, but also try to understand, right? And uh, try to give a hand in what he works in the future. Final question. Is the dialogue with Beijing going anywhere? Since 2010, the yeah. formal competition has stopped. But the new administration in exile, the Tibetan exile, we have a new Sejong. Yeah. Right from the first statement, opening statement, he has been saying that the dialogue needs to be resumed mm -hmm. right, between Tibetan, the, his holiness representative, and yeah. the Chinese, not just for the sake of Tibetan, but for the sake of both the Tibetan and the Chinese for the long run. So therefore, it is not just for the sake of Tibetan that dialogue needs to be resumed, but for all, for the future, for the sake of future, there isn't any other alternative but to start the dialogue. So therefore, we are uh, resolute in pushing our stand, but we've been telling the Chinese leaders and yeah. I hope the Chinese leaders have the wisdom to understand the dialogue is the, the most viable solution for China. Right? And for that one, His Holiness the Dalai Lama is the key to resolve the issue. So they should understand right, the prestige, the position of His Holiness right, in this matter. On that note, Mr. Lekshay, thanks very much for your time. Thank you so much, Suprat. Thank you. Thank you.